Hello, listeners. It's been a ridiculous day, but that somehow was all the reason I wanted to do this. It would be easy to say, oh, I'm so tired. I don't want to record a homily from this weekend, but that's all the more reason I should do it because it needs to be done and I've been fighting all day. So why stop now? It's been, wow. Well, I was supposed to have something for three hours this afternoon and that got canceled. So I wasn't really sad about that because I didn't want to go. It's important. I will go eventually, but I didn't mind it being canceled for a little bit. So with all that time though, I said, well, I better get to work and do stuff. So I have been doing stuff and pray for pastors because there's a lot of stuff to do that doesn't have a bit to do with writing homilies and hearing confessions and teaching RCA, things like that. There's just a whole junk of a lot of stuff that, well, you know, everyone's personal life stuff, but then also sort of professional stuff too. This is personal stuff this morning. Changed the oil in my car. That was fun. Put a new bike tire on. Dug some things out of the attic. Always an adventure. Uh, but then, after a lunch, said, okay, time to get to real work. The things they pay me for here. So I went to the office and looked at my desk covered in papers and just said, all right, here we go. Like a rodeo, diving in. So began making phone calls, many of them, regrettably, to the phone company, to AT&T, because... Well, things are not funly organized. Called the bank. Some things didn't work out there. Some things did work. Oh boy. Uh, but there is good work to do too. It's part of the battle. And maybe it's just my personality. I gotta fight through the the logistical stuff before I can get to the other things. You know, spiritual work is obviously the most important, but. If there's a mountain of confused phone bills and we're wasting a bunch of money each month, I, I gotta kind of deal with that too, else it's going to distract me from the spiritual stuff. So I had to tackle that, and today was a day of a lot of that. And a lot of speaking sternly, trying to be nice on the phone when you find out that things that you wanted to do are not actually possible and it doesn't make any sense. But there were some motivations too, it wasn't just... It wasn't just frustrating stuff, though the frustrating stuff made the exciting stuff stand out. I was in a coffee shop uh, in the course of doing some other things, took a little break, had a chocolate muffin. It was fantastic. But I, while I was there, I overheard some uh, some of the ministers of some of the other churches who are around campus here uh, discussing some ministry stuff that they're doing. And they very nicely said hello to me, by the way. I've met one of them. Nice guy. But it made me remember how much work we have to do for college students here. So please pray for me for campus ministry. Because dang, we got a lot that needs to be going on. Needs to be, currently isn't. There are 5,000 students here at Swasu, And therefore, 150 to 200 of them approximately should be Catholic. Uh, there's about 5 that we see outside of Sundays. So there's a whole lot of fruit to be gathered there that is not being gathered yet. Uh, and so hearing these other ministers talk about the work that they're doing, you know, help me redouble, uh, my intentions to do those sorts of things kind of got me fired back up again, but it was in the midst of all that calling of the phone company and nonsense. So it was a bit of a, uh, what to do, got to do these, got to do both of these things. Um, 
So finally, though, I took a break from that. Uh, actually, I had a meeting to talk about baptism. That was a refreshing break to talk about uh, the sacraments and get to say, oh, we're going to baptize your child. Isn't it going to be beautiful? Uh, so that was a little reprieve. But then back to phone calls. Uh, I've never before knelt down and said a prayer of Thanksgiving because of a phone call, because the way a talk to the phone company went. But it was merited today. Oh, man. Praise God that I found someone at AT&T who was very helpful and didn't make me call anybody else and actually solved a problem. And that was two months of frustration resolved. There's still more to go, but oh man. So that was a big load off. So I came back over to the rectory and remember that I hadn't had mass yet today. because We don't have a scheduled mass on Mondays, but I was trying to say a private one. So I had mass and it was of course lovely and a refreshing revival to receive the Lord. So now uh, I'm going to do the thing that I would prefer to do earlier than Monday evening, which is record my Sunday homily. So this is my homily for the 23rd Sunday in Ordinary Time that I'm now giving to you freshly revived after a day of labors that I hope count for white martyrdom and sanctification somehow, because otherwise, boy, I hope it's worth something. Anyways, homily for the 23rd Sunday in Ordinary Time. In April 2010, the oil rig Deepwater Horizons was drilling for oil in 5,000 feet of water in the Gulf of Mexico. An unexpected balloon of high-pressure gas came up the drilling pipe and was accidentally ignited. Eleven people were killed in the explosion, many more were injured, and the environmental damage caused by the leaking of over 4 million gallons of oil is impossible to calculate. The causes of this massive disaster were unfortunate but almost entirely preventable series of man-made problems. Concrete was supposed to have already sealed the well, but the company had used inf an, an inferior mixture, mixture designed to save time. Technicians at the surface did not interpret pressure tests properly, too easily accepting that they were done with their work. With dangerous pressure coming up the well, the flow should have been diverted to a safety overflow valve, Instead, it was sent to a machine that was unable to handle the huge flow and broke because of it, therefore sending flammable gas over the entire rig. The gas should have triggered an alarm that extinguished all ignition sources. This did not happen. The resulting explosion destroyed the control lines that could have stopped the further leakage. There were supposed to be not one, but two backup systems that could have closed the valve. One backup system had a dead battery, and the other had a faulty switch. Instead of relying on the wisdom containing good engineering and the proper maintenance of their equipment, the companies involved chose to take shortcuts and maximize profits. The safety rules and engineering guidelines were supposed to act as a kind of backstop against the foolishness of human wisdom. If they had done things according to the higher power of those who wrote the rules and designed the system, the entire Deepwater Horizon oil spill could have been prevented. Now most failures of human wisdom are not that dramatic, but you can be sure that most any time something goes wrong, unless, unless it is a totally unpreventable natural disaster, it is a failure of human wisdom. So much human suffering is caused by short-sightedness and selfishness. We are weak in our own wisdom, and over and over again, we fall short of the way we should be doing things. It is part of our fallen human nature. Therefore, we need divine wisdom. We need it very badly, because we have so little wisdom ourselves. Look at politics, war, disease, violence, etc. 
If we were truly wise, things would be a lot better. The Book of Wisdom tells us that the deliberations of mortals are timid, and unsure are our plans, for the corruptible body burdens the soul. Scarce do we guess the things on earth, and what is within our grasp we find with difficulty. In Jesus' parables, in the Gospel, he lays out two cases where someone has the opportunity to be wise or to be foolish. If the builder of the tower is wise, he will study his plans and his finances to make sure he can get on the end, get to the end and complete the project. If he is foolish, he will get started on a whim. The king, being approached by an army, needs to think about his troops and, and about the enemy and see if he can probably win. If he is wise, he will not engage in a battle he cannot win. If he is foolish, he will march out full of bravado but knowing nothing. Their wisdom prevents a worse outcome, if they use it, prevents a mess and a problem. So also does the divine wisdom that we so desperately need. This is the contrast that Jesus is making. If we don't rely on divine wisdom, we will end up with an embarrassing mess, like someone who has to abandon a construction project. If we don't rely on divine wisdom, we will be destroyed like the king who doesn't think about his battle plans. But if we are to say that this divine wisdom is so important, we must then know what it is. This is answered by the first part of the gospel today. To be wise and prudent, according to divine wisdom, the only kind of wisdom that is successful, is to love Jesus so much that it looks like we hate our family in comparison. Now, Jesus does not mean to literally hate your family. He's using literary exaggeration. This is no excuse to start fights at Thanksgiving. To be wise and prudent, according to divine wisdom, is to carry our cross so as to be his disciple. It is to voluntarily make plans to do the things of the Christian life. That is, love our neighbor, forgive our enemies, pray, fast, and give alms, so that we can counter the approaching enemy. We should do these things for our own happiness, but it is important to remember that it is a free choice. We are not robots for Jesus. Angels with flaming swords aren't going to come and drag you to, con to Mass or to confession, but it is most certainly to your benefit, and that of the whole world, that we show some wisdom by trusting in God's wisdom. And God's wisdom is that we are better off with Him than without Him. God does not force His wisdom upon us, but offers it freely, and it is up to us to accept or to reject it. Much of the world has rejected God and is turning into disaster. They are not able to defeat the 20,000 troops coming upon them, as if any outcome could be expected. Human wisdom is sinful and short-sighted. Its towers fall down. Therefore, we need divine wisdom. Then our towers will stand strong, defending us and our families from the disaster all around. Thank you for listening. I'm now tired in a totally satisfied kind of way. I had dreams that I would go back to the office and labor on more stuff, but that's kind of ridiculous. I've done a million things already today. Praise God that at least some of them went well. I think it's time I have some dinner, read a book, and... Well, okay, maybe I should do a little bit of labor to start on sun next Sunday's homily, because... Well, it's better to write it earlier in the week than to wait till you know, Saturday afternoon to be doing it. That's... Maybe you guys can't tell, but... I can certainly tell, and that's no good. So, I'm going to rest a little bit, do some casual homily writing. Uh, please pray for me, pray for, pray for my parish, the many labors that we are working on, because, 
whoo, it's a big vineyard out there and we need more laborers and there's lots to do. So pray for me, pray for us, pray for the church. With God, things will go well. Oh, it's a mess now sometimes, but uh, with Jesus, we'll make it. God bless.